Have you tried CTC math yet with your child? Here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I'm absolutely thrilled with CTC math. It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than five years now. I have six children using CTC math and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. I love seeing them enjoy this math program and grow in their mathematical journey. Thank you so much for all that you are doing in providing quality math lessons for my children. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am back today with a really, really special guest. Her name is Rachel Zwain. Isn't that a fun name? I have a thing with fun names. I love fun words and fun names. And you just have a really fun one to say. So I'm sure <laughs> you get lots of comments on that, don't you, Rachel? Yeah, I always have to spell it. It would be a little bit confused. Right, right. I, though I can't imagine that people have a hard time pronouncing it once they look at it. Yeah. Yes, it's like Saint Smith, but it's just a fun, (laughs) fun word to say. Anyway, Rachel, it is such an honor to have you with us. I, I was kind of introduced to you indirectly through your father and through your husband. Your dad's name is Ray Comfort, and he, he has a ministry called Living Waters, and they do evangelism videos, evangelistic videos on YouTube. My girls and I are kind of addicted to them. We watch them Mm -hmm. often. We've seen countless videos by them. Uh, and I say them because I, I'm talking about your dad and your husband who do these videos yeah. and they go out on the streets and they witness to people. And it's absolutely incredible. We'll actually put a link to their YouTube channel um, in the show notes so you guys can see it. But but you are his daughter. And so somehow I found you on Facebook, maybe about yeah. a year ago. Uh-huh. I don't even know how I came across you. You may have been one of those people that Facebook decided I needed to be friends with. And so I popped up with your name and said, you know, yeah. add friend. And as I have followed you, I realized that you have a Facebook and Instagram page called Joyful Mothers. And you just bring the best encouragement to moms, oftentimes through just little short quotes and uh, scripture and things that you, the Lord puts on your heart to encourage moms with. And you also are homeschooling mom. Mm-hmm. I would love for you to introduce us to your family in a minute. But as I sometimes scroll through Facebook and, and your little posts will come up and I'm just like, oh, I needed to hear that today. And oh, that's just so encouraging. And I just thought, you know, we need to get her on the podcast because your mm-hmm. voice needs to be heard and we need this encouragement as moms. So Rachel, I am absolutely delighted to have you on the podcast with me today. Welcome. And tell us about you and your family. Well, thank you so much for having me. This is just exciting to get on here and chat with you because we're very like-minded and we have a lot in common. And um, yeah, I'm I'm excited just to share some of the things that are always on my heart regarding mothers and um, my Joyful Mothers group has been such a blessing in my own life. But yeah, I have five children. I've been married for 25 years to my husband, Easy. Those are his initials. And our kids are ages 24, 22, 18, 17, and 14. And one of them, the 22-year-old, is married with a baby. So we just have had our first grandbaby, and that's been really exciting for us. And we've homeschooled since the beginning, basically. So kind of, I think, going into the 22nd year, it's hard to kind of gauge it, right? Because you basically are homeschooling once your baby is born. Um, But it's been such a blessing. 
uh, I think every year that I homeschool, I become more passionate about it because I've seen just the fruit of it and mm-hmm. how much we love it as a family. And I've been blessed just with my own kids having a desire to homeschool their own children. So I feel like we had pretty good experience for them to have that mindset and want to do that with their own kids. So it's been an amazing journey that in the beginning I was pretty insecure about and scared and not (laughs) knowing what I was doing, what I was getting into and feeling a little bit like I was going to blow this thing because it just felt like so too much. Like, how can I even do this? It just seems overwhelming. And it's just amazing as you put one step, one foot in front of the other, you take things step by step and you don't worry about tomorrow. That's right. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble and just trust the Lord that he strengthens you day by day. And so here we are. I'm graduated four kids and um, just my son just graduated a few weeks ago. And then my youngest is going to enter high school. So it's exciting. And I just have such a heart to encourage other moms because I know that the journey is long and tiring yeah. and I remember all the tough times that I went through and I want to keep those just really fresh in my mind because I know how much it means to have an encouraging word or just have someone cheerleading you and, and standing on the sidelines and saying you can do this in the strength of the Lord. So that was my um, desire with the Joyful Mothers group and really actually in the very, very beginning when I started it. I think it was eight years ago or something. I think I had 10 friends on there and they were all my close friends. And they said, hey, I started this little tiny mom's Facebook page and wanted to see if you guys want to just follow along because I need to encourage myself in the Lord each day. And I feel like when I'm focused in this area specifically of mothering and I'm giving myself those reminders and I'm, you know, having that vision day by day of who I want to be as a mom and not getting off course, but trying to stay on the right course. And it's really helpful to me to have those reminders. So I kind of started out that way. And then little by little, it just grew and I decided to open up it up publicly. And I've just had some really sweet feedback of yeah. the, the encouragement that women have received from it. And my heart behind it is just that we would be encouraged with God's grace, but also some more hard-hitting truths, things that aren't so fluffy, but things that we need to hear so that we need to, you know, so that we can stay on track and be walking in repentance as moms because, you know, we both know that there's a lot of repentance needed and a lot of um, really just preaching to ourselves to stay on the right track. So that's kind of the heart behind the group. Yeah, it, you say preaching to yourself, and that's one of the things I find with doing this podcast is that oftentimes I'm I'm talking with other moms and to other moms, and almost always it's such an encouragement to me, and it's mm-hmm. it's oftentimes yeah. convicting as I'm listening to other moms speak, and it's things that I need to hear myself, and it's encouragement that I need myself. You know, I think oftentimes people think that because I'm one of the ones offering the encouragement, I somehow have it all together. And I'm like, no, no, (laughs) I wish I could say that I had it all together, but I certainly don't. And, and it's how, you know, it's one of the ways that, that God uses the body of believers to strengthen Mm -hmm. one another, you know, as iron sharpens iron, it's moms coming alongside, it's imperfect moms coming Mm -hmm. alongside other imperfect moms and encouraging one another in and through the word of God. And so it it is a joy. I've seen that too, even just with my closest friends, just the blessing of having friends, godly friends that 
and not only coming alongside and being sympathetic and caring, but really speaking truth when truth is, right. is needed, even when it's hard to hear. And those are the friendships that really sharpen us because, you know, we don't always like to hear the truth because right. it stings sometimes, but when we come together and we share the things we're struggling with and we can say, hey, there's no excuses. We need to get up. We need to keep fighting this battle. And we're going to do this in the strength of the Lord. We're not just going to coddle each other and right. say, you're fine. You don't need to grow. You don't need to change. But to really, really be speaking truth and gentleness and love. And, right. and those are such beautiful friendships because you know that you're going to a place, you're going into a friendship where someone's going to shoot straight with you. And right. that's ultimately what most of us want, right? We really do want the truth. And we know in those safe and trusted friendships that we can, you know, feel the sympathy, feel the love, feel someone, you know, feel, have that comforting arm around us, but at the same time saying, Hey, but let's keep going. Let's get up and keep, you know, really shooting for holiness and, um, just living rightly before the Lord. Yeah. Amen. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. What we do at IEW is break through the the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts. And we say, this is what you do step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com. We are back with Rachel Zwain and just talking about motherhood and about parenting. And by the way, if you guys hear her amazing accent, it's because mm. you're from New Zealand, right? Yeah, it's funny though, because most Kiwis, or that's what New Zealanders are uh -huh. called, would laugh about that because I do sound pretty American um, <laughs> just to them. Because sure. My accent when we first moved here from New Zealand was very strong to the point where in school, I went to high school here, people just had no idea what I was saying. Right. The accent was very heavy. So I've lived here for 30 years and I have basically half California, maybe three basically three-quarter California accent and a quarter New Zealand. Nice. And I think, you know, what really proves that is that the other day someone asked me if I was from Rhode Island. Oh. oh. So <laughs> it's a very mixed-up accent and would sound a bit strange, but, yeah, it, it does hang on there, and my kids like to make fun of me. So. Oh, that is so fun. <laughs> well, I love it. I think it sounds sweet, and it's fun. Oh, so <laughs> very fun. Um, you know, the other day you and I talked on the phone for quite some time and I had such an encouraging conversation with you. And one of the things that you mentioned as we were talking is you talked about what a good relationship you and your husband have with your teenagers, because your youngest is 14, you said, right? And your oldest is 24. And that is something that I'm always excited to hear. We're we're well into our teen years. You know, my oldest is 15 and we have a really good relationship with one another. And I'm so grateful for that. But I oftentimes still, you hear parents say, you know, oh, just wait until the teen years. They're terrible. They're so awful. <laughs> and I will say that there are some things about the teen years that are much harder than I anticipated them to be. Mm -hmm. But there is so much blessing in it too. And I love being able to have a, a relationship with both of my girls and, and they're different. You know, I've got a 10 year old and a 15 year old. And so there are different relationships that I have with both of them, but I would love for you to share with our audience how you have developed and how your husband has developed a good relationship with your kids at the ages that they are. And now several of them already into adulthood. How have you established those strong 
ties with them and strong relationships with them. Yeah, um, I definitely would hear those stories about, you know, wait until you hit the teen years and it's going to be crazy. So that was something we kept in mind even from a young age since uh, children were born, is really thinking through the way that we were going to raise our children, the way that we were going to interact with them and disciple them and discipline them. So it did start from a very young age that we were thinking futuristically of what our relationship would be like with them, especially in regards to respect, the way that they respected us. So that has been something that from a young age, we've kept a, a good eye on and you know, all of us know how much work it is to yep. train up and discipline and disciple children. There's a lot of investment there, but ultimately it's in God's hands. There's, we can do everything that we feel is the right thing to do, but at the end of the day, we know that the, their relationship with us and their, um, their conversion and their attitude, all of that is in God's hands. And, you know, obviously there's no telling what that's going to be like for sure. We can, we don't have those guarantees. I mean, all of us want those guarantees, right? Yeah. Like I would love for someone to say, Hey, just do all this stuff and you'll have this kid that loves you. But I think it's just really laying that groundwork. And that's not to say that if you haven't laid the groundwork, that it's a hopeless cause, but of course we want to do everything that we can before we get to that place, if at all possible. And um, I think that, from the get-go, we've just really tried to focus on teaching our children to respect us. And that mm-hmm. comes with discipline and consequences when that's not done. And really just keeping an eye on that, not letting that um, go unchecked. Because so often when you're really busy as parents and you're so overwhelmed and you're so exhausted, it's just, you just long to let stuff go. You just right. long to go. I just want to let that go, or I just want to go to bed. I just going to throw them in bed and get in bed myself. And even if they're kicking and screaming, but you know, it's it's dealing with those issues. It's sitting down. It's having those conversations. Obviously, when they're little, there's not a lot of conversations sure. happening, but simplistic com- conversation. And for the children to really see this is how our family will run. That we want to honor the Lord in our home, and that comes with the explanation. So it starts really simple when they're young. It starts with just talking about the responsibility before God to honor and obey their parents. So it's very simple. And when that's not happening, then there's going to be consequences. Obviously, when they come to the age of understanding those things that you're teaching them, that you know that they understand. And so then you have to implement consequences when they decide to rebel against them. And then as you're teaching and training them as you go and each of the children are seeing like, this is how our family honors the Lord in our home you start to see that um, there's fruit that comes from it. And obviously it's not going to be perfect. There's still going to be lots of sin happening, but there, there tends to be a feel in the home when there is, when, when children are not getting away with things Sure. and when they know what to expect. And um, I remember many years ago, we were, um, there's a, a little girl visiting us and she spoke really disrespectfully to me and my children just froze because they were like, whoa, you know, because at that point they're a little bit older and they just kind of knew that just doesn't happen. Sure. And it was interesting to see their reaction. And I was thankful that they understood that that's not how they speak to their mom mm-hmm. and that it should be something serious. It should be something that we, you know, respond to in a loving and gentle way, not in anger, sure. not sinfully, like really showing them, rescuing our children and showing them like, hey, this is sin and this is wrong. 
and this is how our family is going to um, live our lives. And so through that, over the years, we just continue to keep that going, continue to have lots of conversations, work through bad attitudes, appeal to our children in different ways of showing them we understand you're going to get feelings and emotions that rise up. You're going to feel angry at us sometimes, but it doesn't mean that it's okay for you to act out in the anger. And so those conversations just become so common Mm -hmm. that as they enter the teen years, it just continues. And so if there's a slammed door, if there's anything like that, it's not like that happens for two weeks and then you think, oh, I should probably deal with that. Um, but it's immediately it's dealt with and right. then we repair it and then we put things into place to where it's just not going to happen. And, and obviously I, I just, I, I want to reiterate too, though, that you do have some children that are going to be very strong willed sure. and it's going to be an, an uphill battle, but I think you can't just lay down on the job. You can't just give up. You have to keep seeking the Lord, praying for your children, seeking to walk in the spirit, pleading with the Lord to help you to walk in the spirit because it takes a lot of patience and they go through so much as teenagers. They're hormonally changing and they're being tempted to be angry and frustrated and grumpy and depressed. And so you have to meet them where where they're at. You have to talk those things through with them and really just show a lot of patience. So obviously we know as parents, most of this is about us, right? It's about us walking in the spirit and being patient with our children and modeling for them what God requires of us because he loves us. He wants us to walk in his ways, to stay within those boundaries, to walk with wisdom. And so as we do that and we continue just to keep coming back to that place of repenting before our kids and humbling ourselves, even when our kids have been very disrespectful to us, if we respond in anger, we need to apologize. We can't make excuses and say, well, you were so rude to mom, so that's why I got angry. But really... You know, it's not that we're going to cover up their sin and ignore it. We have to say, yeah, you were sinning, but mom also did sin. And I'm really sorry for that. And I think that humility goes such a long way. I saw that in my own household growing up, just humility Mm -hmm. and sincerity and genuine faith. And that's huge because that, that really helps our children to respect us when they see that. So, and I think just having fun, having a lot of fun with our kids and laughing a lot and not getting too serious about life, yeah. trying to cut down any stress that we can cut down on so that when we're with our kids, that we are joyful. And it's not always going to be picture perfect, but I think just following some of those things are helpful. I think being a united front as a couple is huge. Mm-hmm. But you never speak about discipline issues in front of your kids or argue about how you're going to respond to them. But you do that behind closed doors. You sit down, you have a a game plan. Okay, how are we going to deal with these attitudes with our kids? And but when we argue about those things in front of them, or we defend the child, and then you know, the, I think our children start to see, wow, like they, you know, I can play them off of each other, sure. and, and it's important for them to see that both of you love your kids and you want the best for them, and you want to honor the Lord. And so that's going to take a lot of work behind closed doors, to a lot of prayer, a lot of praying through things, asking yeah. God for wisdom, because. Every situation is so, so different. So I could go on for a yeah, long time. Yeah, no. I'm thankful for the relationships that I've had with, had with my kids and still have with my girls, just talking to them about boys and letting them know it's okay yeah. to have feelings for boys and not freak out on it. Not that I would encourage relationships that sure. even age, but just acknowledging like, yeah, I definitely had tons of crushes when I was a teenager. And let's talk about that. Why do you like this young man? And letting them know that I'm an approachable 
person yeah. that they can tell me anything and I'm not going to flip out on them, but I'm going to gently walk them through it. And then just um, really just kind of getting down to their level and being interested in the things that they're interested in. So, yeah, yeah I love that answer. I love everything you said. And I, you know, especially that last part you're talking about, just being able to talk openly with them. And we, we've mm-hmm. talked about that a lot on the podcast as well. And I think that's so important, especially for moms and daughters and sons and dads. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, the other way around too, I mean, oftentimes yeah. my husband can talk to my daughter in a way that's different than, than what I can say to her. Uh, but it's, it's so exciting to see them growing up and getting to be part of that. You know, she's not afraid to tell me that, you know, oh, that boy is so cute or whatever. And we, and, and it's not because we encourage, like you said, you know, we don't encourage relationships, but at the same time, God has given that desire to her and we don't want to crush that. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. sweet, actually. As a matter of fact, it's so funny. You mentioned at the very beginning of this episode that your oldest daughter, who's, you said 24? It's my second born. Oh, your second. 22, yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. So your 22-year-old has a baby. Yes. So for those watching this video, instead of just listening to the podcast, when you see Rachel, you're going to be like, what? She's a grandmother? <laughs> just, <laughs> I, and I, they must have a special name for you because I can't imagine that they call you grandma because you look like you're about 35. Oh, or 30. Yeah. I mean, you look so young. <laughs> very good lighting. Very good. There's a lot more lines on my face than this camera is showing. So. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, I'm 47. So I am pretty young, I think, to be you are. grandma. And I would be fine with grandma, but we went with Nana. So that's fun. That's and a good one. And so yeah. It's just an, an amazing season because I, I did even though the baby days are so crazy, I sure did miss them. So oh, it's kind yeah. of fun to just enjoy all that. Yes. Just the beauty and the treasure of a, a newborn baby. Oh, like yeah. God is so kind to bless us with new life like this. It's That's just amazing. Without the sleepless yeah. nights. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it really is. It's, it's good too, because I'm just being reminded as I see my daughter just pour out her whole life uh. for this baby and she's just so exhausted and you know he's definitely keeping up her, her up a lot at night yeah. I'm like wow it's just I thought I remembered how hard it was right. but it's just another reminder of like just you know how exhausting it is and how hard it is to just be chipper all the time right. when you're tired but she's just in yeah. heaven right now so oh. that, that's added bonus. That is amazing. Well, 47 is super young because I'm going to be 47 in a couple of months. So okay. <laughs> you, you are, you are just, not married yet. you're we just a kid. <laughs> I had someone 20 when we got married. I'm, I'm a year and a half older than my Okay. 22. So yeah, he was really young. And actually, um, it's funny because his dad was a lot older when he had him. He married at an older age and there was a big age difference between his wife, my husband's mom. Okay. And so um, he was, his dad was 65 when he was born. Wow. And his dad is now 110. <gasps> and wow. So he's got some, my husband has some good genes. That in him. is incredible. And he lives with us. So we're oh, very wow. blessed to have his dad live with us. And, but Izzy, my husband, he, um, he always said that he would marry, he wanted to marry young and have yeah. kids young. Just and because he did. His dad, was a older, but he his dad was his great grandpa. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. So, um, but yeah, so. That's awesome. Well, we are out of time. 
Um, we'll be back on Wednesday to continue this encouragement with Rachel Zwayne. Rachel, you I mentioned in, at the beginning of this that you have a Facebook page and an Instagram page. I would love for people to follow you on there because they will absolutely be encouraged. It's Joyful Mothers, right? Yep, Instagram, it's um, Joyful underscore Mothers, but it should be pretty easy to find. Okay. So. Yep. And of course, we've got the links in the show notes so people can just go there, make it easy, click on that link and you can find it easily. So thank you so much, Rachel, for your time today. We'll be back on Wednesday. You guys have a great rest of your afternoon and make sure you share this podcast with your friends to bring encouragement to them as well. We'll see you back here on Wednesday. Bye. Every year, parents just like you are discovering Classical Conversations, a vibrant, supportive Christian homeschooling program that's been equipping parents since 1997 with the resources, tools, guidance, and encouragement they need to homeschool their children with confidence and prepare them for a lifetime of success. Visit our website at classicalconversations.com to find a nearby community and learn more about homeschooling the Classical Conversations way. Classical Conversations, Christian homeschooling simplified.